It is all about Jesus. He is our rock. Good morning. He is our foundation, and uh, he is what uh, sustains us. And uh, it is good to be with all of you. And uh, we have gathered to worship this morning. Now, we're going to do this in a little different way than we typically do. And if you're a guest with us this morning, we're thrilled that uh, you have joined us. Uh, but typically, we open up the Word and work through an idea that God inspired us to write. Th this morning, we're going to spend our time, and uh, it'll be primarily the staff here, talking about how we believe God is leading us and directing us in this next year. So make no mistake, we're worshiping. But we're just going to do that in a, a little different way. So we're going to talk a little bit about who we are as a church. For those of you who have been around here, I'm hoping that's familiar. For those of you who are new, I'm hoping that this is a, a, a bit clarifying. Hey, thank you there, uh, uh, Brian. But we're going to start with our mission. This has been our mission for man, I think, going on about 18 years. When you ask people, and I talk to people, and I try to get a picture of their conception of what a church is, it's crazy what people think of as a church. I would say most of my friends that don't love Christ, their view of a church is that's where you get that moral training and teaching, and to actually get in, you have to acquire a certain level of morality, because that's kind of what the church is, not our conviction. Our conviction is that, that God has created the church to be a place where people are encouraged to enjoy God. Again, I've told a lot of you, I grew up thinking somehow my desire to be happy was sinful and I just had to squelch that. And then I started reading the Bible and you see joy everywhere. Our conviction is God created us to be happy. Our challenge is we just too often look for happiness in places where it's not really going to be provided and sustainable. So the reason we exist as a congregation, this is it, to encourage one another because God's intent is to do that through other people. David says, you make known to be the path of life. In your presence, there is fullness of joy. That's what the church is about. At your right hand, pleasures forevermore. Coming out of that, we have a vision. And our vision then is to build joy-filled communities of faith. Come on over here, Heather. Everybody welcome Heather. She, other than Sharia, she's probably the only one here this morning actually doing her job. So thank you. Smaller gestures now. Smaller gestures? She was sitting there before this big, big. You wouldn't mind. I'll hit back. There you go. So our vision then is to build joy-filled communities. Some of those communities are within the community, but God does this through people. But beyond that, you know we've sent guys off. We've got a church plant up in Sacramento. We've sent David out to Wisconsin. We are Southeast Asia. There's a country over there we are influencing, Kosovo, Indonesia. We are building joy-filled communities literally around the world. But this one here is in many ways the source of where that comes from. Um, to build joy-filled communities of faith whose very existence, and here's the key word, inspires. It's not guilt into, makes people feel like an obligation, but inspires people to actually grow in this relationship with God, a deepening relationship there, a life-changing relationship with other believers. We are transformed 
through relationships with others. The challenge can be sometimes we find others irritating, but it's still God's plan. <laughs> this is the way he designed it to work, and we can get on one another's nerves, but this is actually God's design. That's how it works. And then what we have in us is so good. We cannot keep it to ourselves. We got to give it away to others. That's our conviction of, of, of who we are. Now, what matters to us? What we think about God matters. It's the most important thing. I'll never forget the moment I was reading A.W. Tozer, uh, The Knowledge of the Holy, and I think I'm 23 years old, and I read the first sentence, and it just stops me in my tracks. Because I was, though I was raised in the church, it never occurred to me. What comes into our minds when we think about God is the most important thing about us. And it stopped me in my tracks. Because I'd never really considered that. I'd gone to church my whole life. You think about a whole bunch of things. And if you asked me what church was in that point, I could have given you all the things the church does. This is bottom line. You want to know what somebody thinks about God? Watch the way they live. I'm not just suggesting what they articulate they think about God. You really want to know how they feel about God? Just watch how they live. Now, we're here to put people in that communion, which gives them joy. And this is foundational, again, in the Scripture. We're convinced God wrote that thing. So we're doing our best to interpret that accurately. And the biggest message there is we find our greatest joy in Jesus. God created us to be happy, but we messed it up. Adam and Eve and every one of us since then. But he loves us, he loves us, he loves us. He sent Jesus into the world. As Paul's been telling us in 1 Corinthians, the summary of our gospel is this. Jesus died for us and then he rose from the dead. That is a hill we will die on, right there. And that joy in Jesus, not just in terms of the afterlife, but his being our companion now. The way Paul says at the end of Romans 8, when we walk with Jesus, no matter what this life throws at us, we are more than conquerors. We are a church of more than conquerors. Because we're finding our greatest joy in Jesus. Now, because God helps us, we can't help but help others. We just can't stop it. We've experienced this love. So if they've got practical financial needs, career needs, relational needs, whatever it be, we're here to help one another and help others. It's who we are because God loves us. We've got to help others to help others others. That's what God has called us to do, ultimately that we might point people to him. Celebrate questions. He gave us these minds, any scientist will tell you, with extraordinary ability that very, people, very few people actually use. Now, many of them folks are using it, but they're not using it for the, for the best thing, which is to contemplate God. We got this infinite God and he gave us these minds that we might have this relationship and experience with him. But you can't get there without asking questions. Many over the years have seen church as a place where that's where they give us the answer. And if you ever ask a question, they ask you to just be quiet. Not what this is about. God, and how long are we going to be asking questions? Until we die or Jesus returns and then we go, ugh. That's the answer to that one. Until then, we're going to keep asking questions, and we want to be a community where we're encouraging that. And then as we ask questions, we're going to embrace those inevitable tensions. Talked about this in, in the message here last week, the week before. I don't ever expect you to remember the sermons. I don't remember them, and I preached them. 
But this idea is finite people, we're trying to understand an infinite God. There's a ton we can understand. But the most reasonable and rational people get to the end of our reason. And we go, there's truth that we can know about God. And then there's truth, the incarnation, man. But I continue to ponder it. Because the more I ponder it, this is cool. <laughs> this is cool. And this is a God who's worthy of worship. And then this is for life. Some of us grew up in traditions where you asked Jesus into your heart and then you were good and then you just went on and pretty much lived your life. Our conviction is that when we come to faith and treasure Christ, it's just the beginning of a journey that just increases in joy. And we just learn to love him more and more and he just continues to transform us and go forward. So our priorities in 2022, on the top level, two. First one is we want to work and live to continue to encourage everybody that's a part of RCC. Everybody right now that calls RCC, you folks at home, those of you here, whoever is connected, those who are not watching this morning and not here, who knows what they're doing, but they're a part of RCC, we want to encourage everybody. We also, though, want to do this. As we elders and staff have been looking at this, we will never be a perfect church. We're a long ways from being a perfect church. And we got plenty of room to encourage one another here and for all of us to grow. But we generally like what God's doing at RCC. He's transforming lives. He's helping people see him more clearly. And we want more people to benefit from this. So you'll see a priority in 2022 is our building more and more on-ramps connection points for those who would benefit from being a part of our community of faith. There are people right now who could probably at least hear the noise of my speaking, at least hear the band that need Jesus. And we are going to work to do better at making it easier to access and to bring folks to participate in our fellowship. That is a priority of this next year. And you're going to hear a little bit about that from all these guys. See, I didn't swing at all when she was, she was there. So we're going to hear from the staff a little bit about where we're, uh, where we're going. We're going to start with Sharia. Yay, I get to be first. And this is the funnest thing about being up here, is I get to use the clicker. Um, ultimately, <laughs> ultimately, what we're doing here is we want to connect with Jesus in worship arts. We come here on a Sunday morning. We come here for all of our events. We want to connect. We want to have a real experience. About 20 years ago, I was directing this children's theater, and we'd been rehearsing like eight weeks. We'd been rehearsing every single night and everything. And one of the, it was the dress rehearsal, and a little girl came up, and she tagged on my, on my jacket. And she goes, excuse me, excuse me, Mrs. This and that. I'm like, yes. She goes, um, what are we doing? <laughs> We've been working for eight weeks doing this show. I never want any of us to come here and think, what are we doing? What we're doing is we're meeting with God. What we're doing is we're taking our testimonies and we're sharing with each other. And we're praying with each other. And yes, and we're singing. Don't get hung up on the singing. Just make a noise. But come here together, committed, committed to all of that. That's ultimately what we want to do. We want to come together and we want to worship. We want to have transforming worship. And that comes with all of us as one big family. 
our artistic expression that we, we get to do this, but you're artistic too because God has made you in a way that you get to express those feelings to him. And that's what he wants. And that's lifetime. I'm sure a lot of you sing and act a lot better when you're in your cars, driving on the freeway, yelling, screaming, and it's that's you guys singing in your car. I know it, and that's okay because that's your individual time, but you get to do that here too. That's what we want. That's for life. And we know, like Todd said, as we do this, we're going to experience more joy. And the, the joy is something that comes with being a seasoned veteran. Any seasoned veterans here? Who's a seasoned veteran? You've been through some stuff. Raise your hand high. That's worship right there. People be looking around going, oh, they look like they've been through stuff. They look like they found a song during that really hard season. That's what we're doing. It's for life. And when we experience that, we can share it with one another. You're going to notice that we build people. That's our number. That's, to me, that's God's number one blessed gift on this planet is people. Butcher, baker, candlestick maker. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't. It doesn't matter what level you are of, of singing or anything. Building people means out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And we believe that it, when we build people in the arts from the inside out, out of that abundance comes their expression whether it's graphic arts or singing or writing poetry, doing some dramas, whatever, that's, that's what we do. We want to build the people, build that. And who are the people? The people are us. But also, we want to build a community, and we're doing that right now by expanding this vision out, by inviting people. We had two um, interns from Biola work in with us on Thursday nights. That's the night where we invite everybody to come. Just come on. Come on down if you're, if you're interested in that. And we build relationships, word of mouth. We're building a community through just loving each other. And we want to, in every way, shape, or form, I think it was Brian. Brian and I were talking because he was helping me with my presentation. And um, <laughs> he was like, he was. He was giving me lots of good tips. And But one of the things that he said, thank you, Brian. One of the things that he said was this, imagine the possibilities. Imagine. You know that song that we sang, It's All About You, Jesus? It was written by a, a Christian writer, Matt Redman. But I don't know if we all know the story. Maybe you do. He got burned out at their church. Pastors burned out. Worship team burned out. Jumbotron burned out. <laughs> dancers, lighting, fog, all this stuff burned out. Burned out emotionally. What are we doing? What are we doing here? So you know what he did? He said, forget it. We're canceling all that big business stuff at church. I'm going to go there. Pastor's going to sit there, and I'm going to play my acoustic guitar. And that song, It's All About You, Jesus, was born out of that. Sometimes we can get so glitter-eyed. Ooh, there's the carrot. Uh, we're going after that. And you know, <laughs> thank you. And, and what ends up happening is we forget. We lose sight. It's all about Jesus. Imagine the possibilities when we get artistic people together, and that is our universal language. So be praying, and I'm going to be finding you. There you go. <laughs> Thank you, Sharia. Hi, Miss Heather. Hello. <laughs> Thank you. Well, my favorite thing is to have the mic, not the clicker, because now I can say anything I want. So this is way more powerful. <laughs> All right, well. I'm Heather, and I'm the children and family pastor here at RCC. I love Vision Sunday. This is so exciting, because I am just so fired up about the work that we get to do here. I don't have to tell you. This is not going to come as a surprise, but this is a crazy world that we are living in. And it can sometimes feel a little scary to figure out how to raise our kids in this. There are so many messages that are coming at us and them. Words are being redefined and truth at times feels up in the air. And it can feel a little daunting to try to figure out how to navigate that. And on top of that, we have this staggering statistic, this really high statistic of kids that are walking away from the faith once they leave their kids home. 
Well, I am here to tell you that that is no longer acceptable. Our vision and our passion here at RCC is to change the trajectory of our kids' journey. And so our vision is to come alongside our parents and our families and equip them and encourage them and empower them in any way that we can so that our kids can grow to know and love Jesus. And amen, let's clap. That is what we wanted to. <laughs> we want that, and I am so excited to be able to do that. And that begins at birth. And we, as you've already heard, one of the things that is most important to us is understanding that this is for life. So from birth to death, we are all on this road, and it's windy, and there are different joys, and there are different challenges at different seasons in our life. And so we are passionate about walking alongside each other through those joys, through those challenges, and doing that together. Our vision statement in kids' ministry is to engage our children to empower our parents for this ever-increasing joyful lifetime journey with Jesus. Because we know that the way the kids begin their journey is so important. And so when our kids walk on this campus, we want them to have fun. We want them to know that they're loved not only by us, but by our great God. And so that when they think of church, they think that is an awesome place and I want to be there. We also know that parents are the most important role in the spiritual development of a child. And so that's why it is so important for us to come alongside our parents and to know that as an RCC family, we are doing this together. And so that is how we are going to change the trajectory of our kids' future, is doing this together. And so practically, what does that look like as we head into 22 or continue in 22? What are some practical things we're doing? Well, you've heard about encouraging the family. And so we are ramping up all kinds of ways to partner and encourage and build community. This last Sunday, we had a parent brunch. Uh, in a couple of weeks, we're going to have a Route 56 dinner. Route 56 is our program for our fifth and sixth graders. And Johnny and I are partnering together to do all kinds of amazing things together. You're going to hear more of that from him. But I'm also working in 2022 here to develop a very intentional parenting class that will actually be launched in 2023. But the goal is to help develop healthy patterns or to encourage the patterns that we have to not only build firm foundations of faith development for our kids, but also to build a firm foundation of being able to think critically so that kids can recognize the philosophies that are coming at them and know how to handle that. So I'm really excited about what that that's, will be coming soon. We also are building fun and engaging experiences for our kids. Our Sunday mornings are so fun, guys. As a matter of fact, after this, I have to go back, <laughs> which I'm so excited to be able to do. But it's so fun. Our fourth grade and under, we're doing a, a simple, a new curriculum that's called Simply Loved. And it's just teaching them the truth of who God is and how much he loves them. Our Route 56ers, we are doing, we're tackling some new questions as they're entering into an age where they're starting to ask questions. We're doing be bold questions and we're finishing up a series on identity. And then we do workshops and games where we can just integrate these truths into the lesson. And so we have a lot of fun. And this summer, I'm excited to say we have VBS coming back. Yay! All you people clapping, I'm gonna need you. So <laughs> just remember that. We actually call it I don't, we actually call it summer adventure. And this year our theme is just celebrating the goodness of God. So it's gonna be so exciting. But it's a wonderful opportunity for our own kids, but it's also a wonderful opportunity for the kids and the families in our community. So I'm really excited to be able to bring that back. Todd mentioned how we're really trying to create opportunities for our community. So one of the things we're gonna be doing this year is we are gonna be partnering with one, maybe two schools that are nearby and just coming alongside them and finding ways that we can just love them tangibly. 
what are some pain points? What are some things that have happened the last couple of years? What are some things that you guys just need? And how can we just come and just love you? So I'm really excited for that. You're gonna hear more about that. And then the last thing is we are growing our team. This takes a village to do all of this, for sure. You know, and we are so excited. But we have opportunities to love our kids, to love our parents, to love the community. It can be on Sundays, it can be on special events and it can be behind the scenes, but we are working to build the bench to grow our team. Because as I said, we are changing the trajectory of our kids and I am fired up about that because I want when families come to RCC and come through RCC, they know that this is for life. So I'm really excited, so join us. And I'm so sorry, but I have to leave. Okay. Go, <laughs> I have to go back. Go, go do your job. I'm going to go do my job. Thank you, thank you, Sherry Heather. and I, I guess, are the only ones doing it. <laughs> Thank you. Great work, Heather. <laughs> this is Johnny. Yes, it is such a joy to be here. Uh, you know, I thought I had a lot of energy, and then Sharia and Heather came on staff, and I was like, <laughs> you know what? Maybe I'm like mediocre in my energy levels. But it is, it is so fun uh, just for our team to, to partner together in, in helping create these visions and, and really invest in everybody around here. Um, I've been here for a long time. I think 24 years, and th this is a huge part of my passion for, for what I get to do. Uh, there, there's really two reasons for this. My parents did an amazing job at being patient with my growth, uh, not just physically, primarily spiritually. <laughs> I was a late bloomer. Uh, but, but the second part is this youth group that I was a part of was incredible. And, and one of the, the main guys who invest in my life, I, I'm still meeting with to this day. Uh, and, and so we, we've already talked about this is for life. Uh, I, I've experienced that. Uh, but most importantly, I've experienced the joy that I have in Christ. And, and I want more people to see this. And so we have an awesome team. And uh, here's our vision for students. Uh, our, our vision is to help, right? We, we are helping uh, our parents. We are helping our families awaken affections. Yeah, those are huge words in our vision statement. Uh, awaken means we get that they probably have not been awakened yet, or at least not as fully as possible. If you remember being in junior high and high school, your, your hormones are everywhere, your thoughts are everywhere, your emotions are everywhere, your actions are everywhere, and, and all we're trying to do is we're trying to provide a space where they can hone in and have some of these affections awakened towards Christ. But really, it's this lifetime experience with God that we're trying to build. And a huge part of this, you, you heard Heather reference this, there's not enough students experiencing this. 85% of students who graduate high school who grew up in the church are walking away. There's not enough students who, who have a community, who have families where they look back and they say, wow, God is good and this place is enjoyable. And so this is a huge passion of ours is to provide a spot like this. And so we have two main strategies. The first one is we are partnering. You heard me, you heard me say this. We are not a daycare. This is a partnership with our parents where, where we are investing together in the futures. Uh, and, and a big thing that we're launching, we've, we've got three primary things. We've got some great dinners that, that we're really launching, some community pieces. Uh, but, but here's a couple. We're, we're, we're really providing a peer group, a peer support group this year um, called Parenting Together. Uh, there are a lot of joys and a lot of challenges of raising teens. And so we, we're really going to provide a place where we have some lay leaders who, who are going to help invest and, and guide conversations and hopefully provide some wisdom as to handle some of these situations. Uh, and, and then we're going to have some extra resources. And one of those things is we're going to be inviting in experts. 
uh, to come in and share with our parents, with our students. And a few of those topics will be what is God's design for parents? Uh, how do you communicate in a healthy way with your students, with your parents? Uh, and, and then how do we navigate this culture? Uh, there, there's a lot going on in our culture. Uh, you, you heard Heather reference this, but we really want to help equip and empower our parents um, as we partner with them. And the second is, right, this is for life. We're really trying to help build healthy futures. Uh, I've been a part of camp ministry and youth ministry, and one of the feels that I've had growing up is that every youth group tries to get every kid saved by the time they're 18 because the Holy Spirit won't work after that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes, we, we are trying to build healthy foundations where they look at our church and say, wow, I had an amazing time there. Our leaders, this team, really cared about me. They loved when I asked questions, but they did not pressure me into a lifelong decision yet. And so we are taking this long-term approach with our students and we're really trying to help build some uh, uh, futures that, that are a lot healthier. There's a couple primary ways we're going to do that. Uh, engaging experiences. Our Sundays and Wednesdays are awesome. We have a lot of kids investing in, in leading, uh, in leading worship. Uh, we're talking about anything and everything under the sun that we believe will help equip them to have a healthy future. Uh, and then we're also trying to provide some awesome experiences. I almost slipped right there. Woo! Uh, so last year, we actually hosted a prom as a student ministry, uh, and, and this year we're going to host a, a decades dance. So you'll see our kids wearing afros and discos. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, and then we're going to have a lot more experiences where, where the friends of our students uh, feel really easily welcomed uh, into our community. Uh, and, and so whether that's a decades dance, whether that's an after party where we're inviting students to come after their high school football games, just eating pizza. Free pizza goes a long way for students. It's, it's really not that complicated. Uh, and, and so we're so, 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 so excited about this. And speaking of healthy futures, you know, a couple years ago, Garrett McQueen is over here, but we actually launched a college group. Uh, started with about five five students, and there's about 40 students who, who Garrett's investing in. And so it, it's awesome that we have, you know, Heather, me, and Garrett all transitioning. Yeah, no, it's amazing. He's doing an incredible job. But all investing in this process together, not rushing it, but trusting that the Holy Spirit's going to continue to work. Hey, thank you, Jay. Um, so I hope you're getting a sense of, uh, of, of where we're at and, and what's going on. And I hope you're hearing opportunities for you, particularly parents with kids, younger kids or older kids. I think uh, uh, stuff that, that the parents can be included in, invited in, of the, you know, parents, kids. It, it feels to me like it's more complicated to raise kids today than it has been and continuing to get more complicated. So both Brian and uh, Brian, whatever his name is, I love him. I'll take uh, Johnny. I'll take the credit. Johnny and Heather are also sending out tools via email, articles they read and, and resources. So if you know folks that are looking, and if you're older and know younger people with kids, it would be great to get them connected as well. They're providing resources that I, I think are, are, are meaningful. Now, adults, uh, here's our vision, and it's always been our vision, to facilitate connections that inspire an increasing joy-filled experience with Jesus in all of life's experiences. Again, the way God designed this to work is we get his love from one another. So we have groups all over, men's uh, groups, women's groups, life groups. Uh, we we want to have softball teams, all those things. 
Those things all have a connection. When Johnny's doing a dance, you guys understand the, the highest priority is not to provide an opportunity for kids to dance. You all get that, right? And, and, and that's what we're looking for, creating opportunities where uh, uh, people can connect. Now, things that are going to happen. Here's the biggest one. Hire an adult's pastor. Uh, that process is going on. Uh, you don't see it, but there's a significant investment of time and energy that's been going on for months that continues to go on. Uh, I'm going to encourage you to please be praying for that process and God sending us the guy. I love this team. This is a strong team, but there's a significant piece missing right now. And uh, those of you who are involved in those ministries, thank you for what you're doing. But, but we can really use somebody to continue to direct and to facilitate and to expand what we're doing and, and take, us, uh, take us further. So please be praying for that. We also uh, are going to have more corporate events. In this last year, we had four corporate events. They were intended for us to enjoy one another in God's love, but specifically for us to invite folks to this campus in a non-threatening way. I know there's a lot of people that coming to hear me preach is not maybe the most enticing thing. That's why we do these events. Last summer, we had a 4th of July picnic. Late last summer, we had a concert. We brought a band in, and in this venue, we had a, a picnic with a football game. Some of you remember that. And then we had a Christmas concert. Make no mistakes. Those events are for us to enjoy, but they're primarily opportunities for all of us to invite our friends, our neighbors, our family members to get some experience with church that actually is obviously fun. So we're going to have more of these in the next year again, trying to build, make it easier to access the love of Christ in our fellowship. We got a young married group. Ryan, what's happening there? We do. So uh, Todd mentioned at the very beginning, our top priority, what we think about God matters. Uh, for me personally, I had a vocabulary and I didn't realize I had compartmentalized my life and I decided in, during that process, I got married, I had kids, and I hadn't realized that God actually desires that he be involved in all of those decisions. So I have a huge heart for young marrieds. Uh, my, my youngest daughter actually keeps asking, how come you keep bringing these young couples around? What is with you talking to people half your age? Thanks, hon. Uh, there is a wonderful group of young marrieds here, and the hope is that we can encourage each other, and I can help encourage them. And, I'm gonna, and, and in this process, we're bringing in other folks, different topics every time we meet. We're meeting right now about once a month, and it's a chance to just encourage each other about how to decompartmentalize our lives, make sure we're thinking about God, but also wrestling with the practicalities of life. How do we resolve conflict? How do we set goals? Are we ever ready for kids? Is there ever a right time? If, how does all this work? And so that, that moment from, from I do to when you start having kids, there's so many decisions. And, and you're trying to learn how to communicate with this whole other person that was fun to hang out with on Saturday, but now they won't go home. They keep <laughs> following you everywhere you go. So how do you resolve all these things? How do you have this? And so this young married group is just a hope, just like building that. It starts with Heather. It goes to Johnny with students. Garrett's doing a great job with college. And now young marrieds, just another way to connect and build, hopefully, these lifelong bonds and support together as we continue to go. And if I grab you on a Sunday, it means you've told me a story that these young marrieds would benefit from. And so I'm going to ask you to come join us. We've graduated from pizza. We do barbecue. <laughs> I'm trying to find other non-pizza options. 
Um, we would love for as many of you guys to come around these young marrieds and help them grow in, in their understanding of God and continue to make decisions that will lead them down a path of healthy decisions that they then in turn become the leaders here. This is the first step of them in adulthood making tough decisions and becoming the leaders here. It's how this church was founded. A bunch of young married with young kids, couples here, built this church 52 years ago. So I'm excited that we're uh, getting this going again. And I'm going to be starting a men's breakfast here. You'll hear more of the specifics coming out, but it'll probably be uh, four breakfasts over eight weeks intended to just get together and, and talk about Jesus as men and some of the issues we particularly wrestle with. Again, I am designing this in a way that you can invite friends to this. Again, non-threatening. You're not going to have to do homework, but uh, we'll come enjoy breakfast and, and talk about Jesus in our, our lives. And more details coming about that. Now, can I add Keith, one more thing? Because I forgot to do the thing you asked me to do. <laughs> which I don't remember what it was. Yeah. So... Oh. Hopefully when you came in, you were handed this thing that says welcome to and you were looking for the Bible verses and, and where you can put your notes and that's not what this one is. We want to make sure you guys all saw. As part of that community events, getting people around here and understanding, uh, one-stop shop for things that you need to know around RCC, what matters to us, what our vision is, and each of our ministries. So whether this gets handed to a neighbor who might be interested, uh, everybody who comes here, whether it's in a welcome bag or we catch them for the first time, we want to make sure they get this and it's a chance for them to digest what's going on around here and how to get connected. And same for you. If you're relatively new or wondering what other ways to get the, to make those important connections, this is a great place to start. And of course, we're all on the back. If you don't know our emails, they're all right here. We take heckling down to I would love to help. So Keith, Keith has uh, his, uh, his time divided between uh, two oversight, uh, oversight of two ministries, yep. uh, outreach and care. Yeah. So uh, outreach and care are two of the ways that we get to help people help people, what Todd talked about earlier. And the first one is, is care ministry. And our hope at, uh, at RCC is that no one, our, our vision is that no one would, would be walking alone through life's challenges, but that we as a community would be loving each other, would be caring for each other. And I kind of help direct those things so that nobody is, uh, is walking alone here. And we do that in lots of different ways. One of them is Stephen Ministry. We have a great crew of people. Yes, a great crew of people who are uh, being trained to walk alongside people who are hurting, to be the hands and feet of Jesus in their life and just be a Christ-loving friend. Encouraging correspondence. We have a whole group of people who put together cards when you're sick, when you're out, when you've got COVID and you can't go anywhere. People who are, who are writing and making cards to send out to just remind folks that they are loved and they are part of a community where they matter. Um, benevolence, I want to say a special thank you. Uh, benevolence is that uh, pot of money that we set aside, uh, people give to specifically, so that when one of us is, is in trouble, uh, is hurting, needs you know help paying rent, buying groceries, whatever, we pool our money, just like the, the first church in Acts 2. They pooled their money so that they could give to any as they had need. Um, you guys have been so generous in this area of benevolence that I have been able to be generous on your behalf and give to folks to help them pay rent, pay mortgage. How many folks have we helped in this last year? Uh, about 20 folks just in this, uh, in 2021. Okay. Um, 
and, and it's been medical bills, it's been rent, it's been all over the map of, of needs, but it's you guys being that physical, tangible expression that God loves them and cares for them. And in that moment of crisis, we've been able to come alongside. So thank you. Thank you very much for that. Um, and then prayer groups, not just letting people know that we're praying, but physically getting together to pray for folks for whatever their needs are um, because we believe we have a Heavenly Father who cares about us and who cares about our needs and wants uh, us to be able to intercede an expression of love for each other. So now in outreach, another one of the ways that we get to uh, help people, help people is to equip not only this group of folks here, but also our partners to give away Jesus everywhere they go in every way they can. And that's our hope. And we've heard already about some of the ways that we've been doing that in this past year, those, those events that, uh, that Todd talked about. We had four of those events this year where we get to just infiltrate our community and, and uh, our neighbors, our friends, our family, our coworkers, just invite them to something that's an easy on-ramp. Um, and also our partnerships. Two weeks ago up here, you saw Catherine Dieters, who works with uh, Living Well Pregnancy Center. Um, we also have an organization called His House, which is a homeless intervention shelter in, in Placentia that we partner with. And uh, Safe Families and our, our reach uh, coming alongside families that are in crisis. So in our local community, we want to be a, a city on a hill. We want to be a light in our own backyard in our community, but we also want to be a light around the world. Todd talked about all the different places around the world that we have partners, 15 different family groups that you all, by your giving, are supporting across the globe. Uh, seven of them are in Kosovo, a part of that network of churches that we're building in Kosovo, um, but all over the world, uh, folks are helping others see Jesus because of your giving, because of your faithfulness. One of those that I, I just mentioned uh, is Femi and Belkiza Sokoli in, in uh, Kosovo, building a network now of seven different satellite churches in Kosovo, this Muslim country, building churches of believers to bring Jesus into that nation. And we're not stopping just with we're not content just with what we have going in outreach. We want to add a new couple, which would be the, the 16th couple, Altine and Deanna Zephi. And that name may sound familiar. We have had a relationship with them since our very first trips to Kosovo back in 1999 when we were doing, uh, partnered with the University of Pristina and teaching English camps. Altine and Deanna have been so faithful and they've moved from those English camps, to now planting churches in Albania and building a network like Femi and Belkiza have built in Kosovo. We get to help them partner. We get to help partner with them and build that same kind of a network in Albania. And the dream for both of those churches is that these Muslim background believers would be sent out into the Muslim world and would have immediately, they would know the context, they would know the culture, they would have the uh, the, the acceptance and the respect to be able to speak Jesus in those contexts uh, like we would, we would not have. And so our hope is not just that we would grow here, but across the world, people would be hearing about Jesus because of uh, the faithfulness of this group of folks. Thank you, Keith. And uh, so we exist for this reason. 
to encourage people to enjoy God. You, you got the top level picture here this morning. Our hope is that it encouraged you. Now, maybe you're sitting there and you go, you'd like to be more involved. You've never played the drums, but you think that might be fun on a Sunday morning. <laughs> Come talk to Sharia. You're hearing about what we're doing with these young students and you may want to hang with them. Come talk to, 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 to Johnny. This is about all of us. Again, the purpose of a pastor, and we take it very seriously, is from Ephesians. We're primarily here to equip the saints for the purpose of ministry. Now, part of the way we equip is we're involved in that too. We like to think of ourselves as player coaches. But, but we are grateful and we count it a tremendous privilege to be granted these roles by you and ultimately by God. And uh, we're grateful for what God has done, is doing. But right now, mostly we look forward to what he is going to do in this next year. And our hope is a year from now, there's more people who have joined us who have met Jesus. There are more people excited about Jesus because of uh, what's going on here. And it's always just about Jesus. All this stuff, all this stuff is just intended to point people to Jesus.